Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that technical rainbow in between. We're the Too Late Update podcast. This is our second time introducing tonight because I forgot to set up the recording because I've got a new microphone and it's different. So, yeah, fuck this. Right, I'm Matthew Wynn. There's Kevin Jones over there. There's Chris Hodgkinson there. We're doing Halloween because it's Halloween, isn't it? And it's going to be spooky. And all the good jokes that I had prepared have gone now. I can't do them again because you can't do lightning in a bottle twice. So we're doing scariest things, scariest things and Halloween-based things. The worst, the worst show we've ever done. Kev hasn't even got an ice cream. Kev's eaten ice ice cream. cream. I'm eating a ghost ice cream. You're murdering the ghost of an ice cream. Waving a stick around like a lunatic. <laughs> and the thing is, right, Hodge was super late, so I'm desperately trying to find a way in my brain of blaming him for this, but it's clearly not his fault in any way. So I'm livid. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there does exist now a version of this podcast, which is just Kev talking to himself. Like yes, very much so. When we get Patreon, when any of you fuckers listen to us and we have Patreon, we'll release that edit. If you give if you give us 10k, I'll yeah. do one every week where I talk to myself. <laughs> yeah. That's just called Kev having his own podcast without the, the, the other No, so, that's, that's Kev having But leaving gaps where he thinks people will answer him. <laughs> right. I, we can't, no, we can't stay on this. I want to go you? to bed. So shush. We need to get through things now before we can talk about them. So first off, favorite Halloween themed song. Mine uh is Tubular Bells. No, it isn't. It's no, the it Halloween wasn't. theme. <laughs> Tubular Bells was a uh a, a mention, honorable mention. What was yours, Kev? Uh, mine was Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. It's great. I be- uh, I agree that it is a, a wonderful song and we'll never get to understand your... I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll splice in your fucking like reasons why that's a good song. Can you actually do that? Have you actually... Yeah, I, mean, I actually could do that. I could okay. do that. Yeah. Right. It, it'll be funny, though, because people will know. <laughs> that... <laughs> what, what, was uh, your, what was yours, Matt? Oh, mine was uh, the theme from Halloween. 
Yes, which is a very spooky song and sets the atmosphere for the film perfectly. Let's not yes. ha- let's not have it that we're going crazy through this. No, no. So, all right, yeah. So, um, Kev, tell us about Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Yeah, um, as I already said, um, it's, this is basically year zero for me for music. Uh, this is the first track of Black Sabbath's first album. Um, and it sort of basically invented the genre of metal. This song is so like horrible and doomy and scary and there's lightning and like Ozzy going ah, 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 um, about this thing he sees before him, this figure in black. Um, yeah, the down two guitars, it's fantastic. Um, one of the most important songs ever written and the song I immediately thought of when thinking of like a scary, dark song. Um, which is interesting because it was released in 1970 and I can't think of anything that fits that category more than this. You're wrong. Okay, what's yours? I'll tell you what the best Halloween-themed song is. What is it? I, it's obviously The Monster Mash by the Crypt Keeper Kickers. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. so popular not too long ago, a thing called The Monster Mash. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Mr. Bobby Pickett. <laughs> My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom at the vampires' feast, the ghouls all came from their humble. My electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. Matt, Matt has already mentioned that as an honourable mention. I did mention that as an honourable mention. When I was talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I've, used, I've used it as the, as the best, the best um, Halloween theme song. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, my my honourable mention is... Um, the This Is Halloween cover by Marilyn Manson. Yeah, the only the only problem with that now is that it's Marilyn Manson. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I had I had forgotten. Yeah, yeah. about that. <laughs> yes, Marilyn Manson is not okay. Um, but yeah, no, that is that is also a really good. I mean, genuinely, if you're thinking of a Halloween themed song, like that's a good one. 
Um, yeah, they my, did a Christmas my... version as well. The Christmas version. They did a sequel, the um, the Monster Christmas or something. Ah, I did not know that. So, yeah, mine was uh, the theme from uh, the movie Halloween, which was written by John Carpenter, who also directed Halloween. Um, you know, it's quite famous. It's the yeah. Just it builds tension and starts very slow and then goes it's very yeah very good um scariest album cover was up next uh, and kev had a really good one well um these images along with the episode release yes so this is from the album animus by venom prison what are we looking at here kev uh a man that's had horrible things done to his groin that may or may not be fed what's being cut from his groin um like you can see like the liquid yeah. running from it, his groin. it's the, it's the liquid the red liquid that's got it just looks horrible yeah that's unpleasant so yeah fed in prison very much an anti-misogynistic band um specifically with the first album in mean, the next the next album cover is just as disturbing but in a different way um yeah, I, I just really love this album cover. And uh, yes, I need to remember who wrote them again. Eliran Cantor. And he's done a lot of me- recent um, metal album covers, um, including Partway Drive's uh, album for 2018, Reverence. I think this is my favourite cover. Um, they, they're made to look like old paintings, but with sort of new imagery, new scary imagery. So, yeah. Uh, very cool artist. If you like disturbing stuff, what what was yours, Hodge? Okay, so I'll phrase this by saying: so this artwork was created by Wen Benscoter, who has also done artwork for Black Sabbath, Bloodbath, okay. Autopsy, Incantation, um, Slayer. And it's from an out. It's a, a band called Cattle Decapitation. Oh, Cattle Decapitation! They're they're great. I, I'm not surprised you liked them. Yes, I, I absolutely did not. Why this is his album? Yeah, and the album is Humanure, and it looks like this. So what we're looking at is a cow which has prolapsed out a pile of melty, bloody, gory faces into a barren wasteland. And I, I think it's just the, the prolapse bit just looks really, really grim. And in fact, this was this, the retailers refused to sell this album because of the artwork. So we had to I release mean, 
Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the way no. I see why we didn't want this on their shelves. Um, so they had to release another version of it without the cow on it. So it was just the barren wasteland image, which then just looks a bit a bit dull, to be honest. Um, yeah. So for, for context, um, cattle decapitation, uh, vegan, I think they're vegan, but vegetarian bad and very pro-environment, like all their songs about how um, well, most of the songs about how humanity is destroying the world. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if, you, if this version of the album is now considered quite rare and a good find if you can find it anywhere. Uh, okay. And they say the similarity to Atomic Heart Mother by Pink Floyd's cover was a coincidence. They hadn't <laughs> thought about it when they made this one. Ah. Yeah, that, that I think is the, is the, the worst album cover I found. <laughs> Pretty horrible. Yeah. So I have I have got a cattle decapitation album. I don't think the album's as horrible as that one. <laughs> okay. I mean that is that is pretty grim, to be fair. Um <laughs> I I went for one that was maybe slightly more surprising, uh, because it is the Beatles. Um <laughs> and it's yesterday and today. And what I'll say is take a look at this. Right, that's not what I would think of as a Beatles album cover. That looks like a, a joke Beatles album cover on something like Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. <laughs> yeah, um, so it is uh, the Beatles surrounded by uh, what at first appears to be dismembered babies, um, but they are actually dolls. Um, but they're also to be, be, to be like strips of meat or something as well, knocking around. So, this, yeah... This this has, oh shit, we turn it to a photo shoot without any props. What shops are nearby? Oh, there's a skip and a butcher's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's very odd, isn't it? It's like, it's really weird. Like, it looks like a, it looks like a regular Beatles, Beatles album cover that's had that photoshopped in, basically. The, the dude on the far right, who's that? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Well, the guy on the far right looks unimpressed by what is happening what is happening and the guy at the back looks far too on board with what is happening like i imagine there's like all his christmases have come at once he's delighted i imagine there's beetle fans right now screaming at you saying the guy on the right the guy in the back (laughs) yeah Yeah. is this before or after paul mccartney died and was replaced no, Zidon was replaced. It's sixty-six, so it's the fake Paul McCartney. This is probably this is probably definitely the one that you play backwards, and it does have messages from Satan on it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like I just I think for me it was the fact that it was the Beatles, and it was yeah. like, what the fuck are they doing, surrounded by decapitated babies? Oh wait, okay, so yeah. Um, before we move on, quick fun fact for you: John, Paul, George, and Ringo name, names of the Beatles, right? Yeah. The RPG. The <laughs> <laughs> RPG fans like the Beatles. Back, right. Okay. Moving on. So, favorite or scariest monster in a video game? Kev, what you got for us? Um, yeah. So, I picked Nemesis from the original Resident Evil 3 game because it's the one that, like, Provided the most te- as an individual monster that chases you throughout the game is the one that provides me the most tension. Um, so they sort of experiment a bit in Resident Evil 2 with the, the tyrant Mr. X following you. Um, but 
they went full out with it in this game in that throughout basically the, especially the first third of the game as you're exploring the city at any point the nemesis can turn up he'll say he'll turn up yell stars and basically you cannot stop him your options are to run away you can choose to waste a load of ammo on him he will kneel down for a bit and then start chasing you again you just have to run so all your best laid plans if you're trying to get a you know, solve a puzzle by getting a key from one place to another. You see him, you have to change direction. Um, and throughout the game, he will also just surprise you by smashing in a wall and appearing. To the point, the the scariest bit in the game is when you're in uh, the, what were the save rooms. So you'd have the music in the save rooms, which is like, doo, doo, yep. lovely, calm, everything's fine. I'm going to save my game. I'm going to change out my ammo. I'm going to make some potions with my... Ah! Nemesis is in a save room. This isn't fair. This isn't supposed to happen. Run, run, run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the... Probably the first and best uh, video game villain that just follows you around all the time. And I think you have to... I think you have to use a railgun to actually stop him in the end because he just... Every time you try and stop him, he just goes back after you. Um, and yeah. like relentless. It's basically like the Terminator in the Resident Evil universe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he at the start of the game he fires a rocket launcher. <laughs> Seems unfair. Yeah, I'm an indestructible tyrant zombie that fires a rocket launcher. Yeah. Um, Hodge, what have you got for this one? This is different to scariest game, isn't it? Let's see different categories. Yeah, yeah. This is more. This is more like favorite monster or character or scary character or whatever. Yeah. I, I struggled with this one. I couldn't really think of any. But I think there's like a general theme for me of anything which just like gets up in my face screaming. I don't like that yeah. goes for day to day life as well. To be honest, I don't like it. <laughs> Note to self: scream in Roger's face more. So I, I would imagine the entirety of Five Nights at Freddy's would be unmanageable for you. Then. I should I should try Five Nights at Freddy's. I I. I will. I will happily say I can't play Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, it, I genuinely find it frightening. Um, what the first one or all of them? Or? Uh, not all of them. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll put a pin in that um, and come back to that. Um, Maybe just try one night at Freddy's first before it comes to <laughs> half five. <laughs> Got a half five at once, mate. Um, otherwise, you're not doing it properly. Uh, my well, the scariest. The scariest monster for me I put was uh, from another one from a Resident Evil game, funny enough. Uh, it's the baby in Resident Evil 8, by which I mean the large squealing baby monstrosity in uh, the doll maker's house, which is the bit of the game where they take away all of your weapons and you're effectively solving escape rooms for a little bit. And yeah, and then uh, this thing comes after you and... Love I was not okay me. with this. I was not okay with this. Um, it looks horrible. It sounds horrible. I don't eat like scary monsters that kind of go ooga booga booga are, yeah, you know, they're quite horrible. But this thing was like, yeah, it was It was also disturbing on a lot of levels. I was like, no, 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 not having this. No, do not want. Do not want. The only thing that would have like made Resident Evil 8 fair would be if you turn around at some point and set that entire building on fire. No. Love no. me, Matthew. No. No. Just never. want you to be my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Definitely ringtone that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, I did have an honourable mention in there as well, which was The Rat King from The Last of Us Part 2. Okay, then that is... Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned I think the uh, the clickers are one of the best scariest enemies in video games. Like, just terrifying. Oh, they were a good choice, actually. I should have thought of the clickers. Yeah, yeah, they they actually do quite quite body might don't like getting up going re at me. Yeah, thing. yeah. and the click click noise is like very yeah. unique. You you have to think when there's clickers around. Yeah, but the, yeah, the the art design on them is fantastic. They... So next up, we've kind of got your favorite spooky Halloween themed game or level. So, uh, I have gone with. I think they were quite scary. Is the um, Batman Arkham Asylum the Scarecrow hallucinations? Oh yeah, oh, okay. Like they're some of them are quite like that one where he's like a giant presence in the background is like quite scary. Yeah, I quite like the way they blend themselves into the game. Like you really realizing they're happening for the first few. Like yeah, when you're walking yeah. along and it slowly turns into Crime Alley and then it all all gets crazier from there. And yeah, that's really good. Up. Yeah. The intensity throughout the game as well. Yeah, yeah I, I like, like added to that game. I think I like the one where Batman's being wheeled through Arkham Asylum, like the start of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, glitchy. yeah, this is where you belong. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. Yeah, that's my yeah, one. That's very cool. Uh, Hez? Yeah, I I went with a fun game. I went with Costume Quest because. Uh, as I probably mentioned a few times, I love JRPG style games, but a lot of the times they are far too long. Um, not saying they can't be long, but they've got to be paced correctly. This was a short JRPG style game that was just charming and lovely, where you play as some little children who are, I think, trying to save a brother who's been or sister who's been kidnapped by some goblins or trolls. Um, and the way you do this is by wearing different costumes, which give you different powers. So each different costume is similar to a job or class in an RPG. Uh, and you go around collecting more costumes to give you more powers. Um, and it's that simple, but it's really fun. Um, charming art style, charming presentation. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed this game. I uh, kind of wish there were more games like it where they just make a... like. 10 to 15 hour RPG that's like yeah. 10 quid, 20 quid. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played this, but it's um just been released on Game Pass. I yeah, recommend it. Them have, yeah. I've downloaded it, but I've not tried it yet. Yeah, it's really fun. Cool. Um I I went for um uh, a whole game, but it's uh Castlevania. Yeah. But it's Castlevania Lords of Shadows, which only me and Kev in the entire world like. Yeah. And Everyone else is like, oh, we just want them to be Metroidvanias and we want them to be the same Metroidvania game three times on the, the Game Boy Advance. Uh, and um, and I really liked this because it was basically God of War with vampires and that in it. And yeah. it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah genuinely, really yeah, really fun. I mean, it is flawed. I've, I've, I, would, I would admit that it is flawed. But, you know. It's got great voice acting, great music, great presentation. Still looks wonderful today. You can play it on a, a PC or on Xbox, I think, uh, still um, today. I don't think you can play it on PS, PlayStation, unfortunately. Oh. But yeah, it's yeah, it's really fun, really good game, uh, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, we had a slew of God of War clones at the start of the PS3 generation. This was one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah uh, it sort of mixed God of War and quite a lot of elements of um, Shadow of the Colossus. There was quite a lot of time yeah. on big beasts to defeat them, which was cool. Cool. Um, so, favorite next up is favorite Halloween movie. Now, this, so we'll, we did split this, so we'll do it in in two. So, what is your like like scariest movie or your favorite film for Halloween? Because these are those are different things. I think we just we just discovered. So, we'll do scariest first. What was your scariest film, Kev? Um, I say my scariest was Alien. Oh yes, yeah. I said um, like a lot of horror film. The horror films I tend to like tend to be ones that are, have a certain amount of tongue in cheek and a bit of fun to them. Um, yeah. Whereas the films I find scary are maybe less, um, less, uh, less horror based, but more. You know, reason I picked Alien is it's a situation you are the the, the characters are. A small crew trapped in a small ship with something that's terrifying and indestructible that can call for events and will kill them all slowly, yeah. picking them off one by one. Um, it's another film like Jaws, which is another film that could have could have been slept where the limitations of the time, the design and, and what they were able to achieve with the alien meant that they deliberately didn't use it much, which builds yeah. attention more. Alien's really impressive because Alien really holds up. We watched it. At the cinema yeah. about maybe five years ago for part of an anniversary thing, and like, honestly, you wouldn't know it was as old as it is because like the no. footage holds up, and like I say, because it's used sparingly, it doesn't look shonky. And like there's like there's a particularly good bit in it, which is a good sort of jump scare where it's really black and then suddenly it sort of unfills itself down. Yeah, which is just like really effective. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a genuinely it's a fantastic um, film, and it's. Uh, the like you you are absolutely right because it was quite quite sparing with the effects they hold up incredibly well mm. um you know that's it's one of the good things about practical effects when they started getting good at them they've got really good at them so yeah they held up um yeah. like um have you, you watched 2001 a space odyssey yes yes yeah the effects in that like i can't believe that film's as old as it is yeah yeah um so what 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 would you pick as the scariest movie that you've ever seen or or that I I have gone with um the first Paranormal Activity uh, fair enough yeah like I watched that on my own about one in the morning in a house I and um, well. regretted that decision yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, don't, I don't know what about it was so effective to be honest because I mean I would say I'm not generally that affected by horror films but most of them I don't find particularly scary do you know what I mean like I think some of them are so obvious but often the odd jump scare because like things with jump scares even if you know they're coming they can still get you yeah um but I don't know something about the way Prior Activity was filmed just made it effectively creepy and unsettling yeah I, I would go I, with, I, 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 I think agree. it's because it's so in some ways it's quite down to earth yeah, and it's just that can be explained away until it starts ratcheting up. Yeah, it's stuff that just sort of gradually happens, and yeah, like things like it's just things opening that you, the, the characters go out, they don't see it all the time. They just yeah, it's not until the end that it really it it's it's ju- jump scares are used sparingly. It's not to the end they really sort of go full force with yeah like, horrible stuff. It's only in the last ten minutes, whereas 
you before that it's all stuff that you could just it could happen yeah yeah, yeah. you know you cupboards open doors blow shut you know you're just like oh, fine it's just the wind um yeah. i think they're quite they're quite clever in in how they build it because of course and it's something that like is not true exactly because well let's say this it is something that's documented in the paranormal community that the more you play with these things yeah. the more like the more power they supposedly have so it's 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 world accurate law if you see what i mean it's not just it's not just they've like stuff that they've made up it's stuff that people in those circles believe is that the more attention you pay something the more power you give it don't they don't they try and build some kind of mythology around the family? I think they do yeah. eventually, yeah. I think sorry, Hodge. They tie into the sequels, don't they, the family? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 the first, this is why the first one is better because it just stands up as a mm. thing that happened rather yeah. than yeah. Rather than it ha like a thing that just happens is scarier than a thing that happens for elaborate reasons. Mm. Yeah. Um because so, then it could happen to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, my scariest film pick is uh, again. I think I said it's a bit of an old one, and it's a bit of a but. But it's The Ring, the original Japanese one. Yeah. Because um, I yeah. It, again, if I can't if I can't turn the light off and go to sleep after seeing a film, then yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty good sign that it's frightening as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's what, like, yeah. What I think works better with the Japanese one uh, compared to the American remake is the American remake just decides to add more stuff yeah um whereas the japanese one it it's a lot more focused the, the, the american one i think is still good but i think it's just like oh we'll add horses running off a boat and things um yeah but there's no reason to do that yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's scary yeah. enough yeah um and and also i think there's i don't know what it is i think there's always something about seeing a um how to put it a, a person from japan that you don't know because of course we're not going to know like japanese celebrities or, or actors yeah. that well apart from you know one or two compared to a movie star do you know what i mean someone yeah. who's been in other films and stuff like that's True. as soon as you've got some of that you've kind of already broken the immersion a little bit yeah um, in terms of fun halloween films though and we'll go back around the other way my pick was bram stoker's dracula Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's yeah. it's it, it's daft. It's funny. It's not scary, but it's just kind of weird. It's this weird like art piece film by Francis Ford Coppola. It's like, I uh, it it's a like I'm going to make this film and I'm going to make it fucking strange. And there's going to be a sex scene where he's a werewolf and he's boning her on a cemetery. I'm like, I love this uh, in terms of it's like this is just mad. It's it's great. <laughs> it's it's. Yeah, it's the it's it's so unboring. It's it, yeah, unboring is a great phrase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ke Keanu Reeves doesn't put in his best performance in this film. No, no, no. Like no, the nobody's good in this film. I don't think even Anthony Hopkins is very good in this. Everyone's weird and off and off kilter. Like whoever thought Keanu Reeves was going to be a good Jonathan Harker needs a slap. <laughs> but it's all of these things don't work. It's like. <laughs> it's like a, it's it's kind of like I don't know. Um, it's kind of a bit like watching drag in a film, right? Because you know how a drag show, it's like everything is amped up, 
everything about the 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 woman in a, in a drag show is like amped up, right? It's yeah. that sort of thing. That's what this is. It's a vampire drag show, and it's brilliant. Okay, yeah, I think that's good. Yep, I can tell. Did you ever pick for a fun spooky Halloween film, Hodge? I've got mine's a bit on the nose, but it's my favourite spooky Halloween film. It's um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Fair enough. No, that's it's valid. If it's your favourite goes in. It's, it's a film which I actively did not like the first time I ever saw it. I, I don't know why. I saw it in cinema and was just bored throughout. Like I nearly left. It's because we love Christmas. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I don't know why I came around to it, but I do. I think it's a great, a great film. I think a few people felt like that. I remember seeing it and loving yeah, it, but I think it, I think it's just one of those things that kind of you kind of go, oh, hang on, now I get it. It's yeah. like, yeah. Can I also as well, as we get back a bit, for an honorary mention for the scariest Halloween film. Yeah. Which would be, and this might be because I was at the time, I haven't rewatched it, and maybe it's something we need to rewatch, is um, Ghost Watch. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll- uh, whenever we do that, that's going to be an interesting one for us to talk about on the podcast because that was like that was one of those things where people like cultural thought it was real. <laughs> that was in um, it was in ninety two. Ah, okay. I would need to be watching it because I was I can't remember how old I would have been. I've been ten at the time. I don't think I've watched it. Do you know what it is, Ken? No. So Ghost Watch was on BBC One and it ran as part oh. of. Mike, uh, sorry, a friend of ours has told told me about this, where people actually yeah. phoned in to complain because it was like a bit elaborate scam, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was ran as part of the. It was shot as a documentary style. It ran as part of BBC's Scream One drama series, but it looks, for all intents and purposes, like a real life documentary yeah. series about a haunting. And um, but it is, you don't really know it's fake until right at the end where things start happening in the studio and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's sort of like one of those things like the famous War of the Worlds radio play where people thought it was real. Well, yeah, it? Because yeah. it's, it's got Michael Parkinson in it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. <laughs> yeah. No one thought Michael Parkinson would lie to them. <laughs> he lies all but the time. Wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. So is it my turn? Yeah, your yes. favourite Halloween film. Yeah, I, I meant to say in the scary film, I meant to shout out Nightmare on Elm Street because I think the concept of something that invades you in your sleep is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and quite scary. Like the idea, like you just can't go to sleep, otherwise you are going to die, is very cool. But my favourite uh, Halloween film is Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Um, that is a great film. Yeah. yeah. But, it's, but it's also a film that. I find hard to rewatch because of knowing what the twist is. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I agree with that. Although it's it doesn't spoil it, but it's a bit like I I think it adds layers to it by rewatching it. It's just the I really like the I mean I I said I kind of like scary films that are well, horror films that are tongue in cheek. So I yeah. honorable mention for this will be Evil Dead 2, which is amazing. Um but I 
slightly prefer this film because of all the like the the concept of every year a bunch of adults sacrifice children to these old gods to stop them rising again um, and they have to come up with these elaborate sort of scenes to do it yeah um and yeah like the the, the way the the people act in the cabin in the woods they're they're all like oh no we we definitely shouldn't do that and then suddenly like they put some like gases like no let's just all be stupid um yeah and the the, the characters suddenly become stereotypes from 70s horror films because of the way their influences stuff with uh getting them liquored up and putting like psychoactive drugs in it's just really clever and yeah uh, Another good one, so back off Ken, is I watched this with you, Ken, but I thought it was going to be shit. It was great, as if you've seen it, Matt. But um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Apparently, it's really good. Yeah. You, sh- you should definitely watch that. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I love the idea in Cabin in the Woods. Again, spoilers for it, but yeah, there's the, these people are trying to play the scene so that young people are sacrificed, these, these old gods. And um, they start panicking. It's like, it's not working this year. Oh, it's right. Japan will save us. Japan always saves us. No, Japan hasn't saved us. We're the only game in town. Uh, right. And then the uh, the kids work out what's going on. And uh, they sort of get this cavalcade of t- terrors that they release every year, which is uh, interesting. The one, the one character behind the scene really wants a merman. And he finally gets his merman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. It's just great. Um, and the scene of Thor drive, riding his bicycle into a imaginary, well, not imaginary, but like a, a cloaked wall that he yeah. went out. It's just fantastic. Um, yeah. It's a damn good film. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. Um, right. Next up on our cavalcade of horrors is our favourite uh, Halloween special episode or or you know, Halloween one-off for a, for a regular TV show that is not a Simpsons. So I'm going to go first then. Uh, and my favourite is the Summerween episode of Gravity Falls. It's fantastic. Oh, cool. I did wonder if you might pick that. Yeah. I, I nearly um, picked this and didn't because I thought, I thought you might do. I, well, I thought the same, but I thought, well, I'll just pick it, and then we can both talk about it or something. So, um, for those who don't know, Gravity Falls is fucking brilliant, and you should all go watch it. Um, but it's set over the course of a, a summer vacation, and you can't therefore, how do you have a Halloween episode in summer vacation? Well, you just say that the town you're visiting also has Halloween in the summer, called Summerween, where they carve watermelons. Um <laughs> Uh, and uh, there's the Summerween trickster who comes and takes you if you don't eat your candy. Uh, and it's like, it's it's one of, uh, like, I think this was the start of uh, Gravity Falls where it went, oh, this is actually horrible. It's probably not the most horrible yeah. one they've ever done, which which is genuinely frightening. There's one where, like, the, like, the dead animals in a place, eyes bleed. Um, but this yeah. was like... This was very much, uh, you know, a sort of an actual kind of horror-based episode um, of the series, uh, and it, yeah, it's great, it's fantastic. I watched, I watched um, one episode of Gravity Falls with one of our friends, and he was then genuinely surprised that a it was a kids' show and b it was on the Disney Channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it, it feels like a Cartoon Network show in the best possible way. Yeah. 
Um, or more adults, adult swim. It feels like an adult swim show. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially like the finale. I'm amazed we got that past Disney. Oh, like there's so much like the, the Haunted Mansion episode where, yeah, that I've mentioned. But yeah, like there's like I could have picked, but this is because it's specifically a Halloween sort of themed episode. But yeah, the, it's it's a fantastic show. It really, really is. The um, line a load of, hey, I've got to turn some kids into corpses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Hodge, what did you pick? I picked um, the Hauntoning from Bob's Burgers. Oh, which one okay. is this one? So this is this is the one where they reveal at the start that Louise has never been scared on Halloween. Right. So they take her off. They, um, the parents are like, "Oh, we've made a, a Halloween house or a haunted house." So they go to the haunted house and prepared for them, and it's it's very shit. And Louise is all like, oh, fair enough, you try, but let's, let's just go home. And they go to leave, and the car tires have been deflated, or they've got a puncture. They're like, oh, fair enough, we'll have to call the tow truck. And then a guy turns up with a pair of shears just staring at them. So they go back into the house, and there's loads of weird, scary noises. And it's like, generally, this, it starts to get genuinely quite creepy as they go into the basement, and they're all quite scared. And then there's like people in hoods turn up. And it also turns out the whole thing is an elaborate ruse by the family to really scare a small girl because she's never been scared before. Which <laughs> <laughs> all culminates with Louise doing a massive scream on a roof. And then as she's screaming, Bob turns to her and goes, Hey, hey, happy Halloween. And they take a photo of her face screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and she's delighted um... by the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> oh. They've got quite a few good Halloween episodes. I really like that one. That's yeah. a good one. Um, so, yeah, just first to say, there are so many good Halloween episodes of TV programmes. Like, there's yeah. a lot to choose from. You could probably do an entire episode on just... Like, Easily. Yeah. Easily. Um, yeah. So I picked uh, a show we haven't actually talked about yet, but a show that I think we all love. Um, it's community and the epidemiology episode, oh, yeah. the zombie one. Oh right! Yeah, so it's a Halloween zombie episode. Um, the they have a Halloween party in the in the college, uh, and the dean has bought army surplus meat, which turns everyone into, well, turns Pierce first into a zombie, and then he goes on biting everyone, and uh, they all become zombies. Um, so this is supposed to take place in the real world. Right, yeah. Uh, so it makes him, it makes him sick, doesn't it? Like he behaves like a zombie because he's unwell. I think, yeah, I think it's just. I can't remember what the explanation is. Yeah, I think they just say it's like tainted meat, and it makes them all act like zombies and try and bite each other. And the the solution at the end is to turn the air conditioning down. Oh right, because <laughs> that sort of breaks the fever. But yeah, um, it's just the way that sort of people people act at some point. Like, um, someone's about to get bitten. He's like, "Oh, yeah, right, yeah, I'm bitten. I'm bitten. I'm one of you now." Just <laughs> um, <laughs> slightly annoyed by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a zombie now. Um, uh, Troy and Ab. It's a Troy and Abed episode. So Troy and Abed go to the party dressed as the uh, alien and uh, Ripley in the giant robot costume. 
It was a really yeah. cool costume. But then, then Troy gets annoyed because all, none of the girls are interested in that costume, and then he decides to change into a sexy vampire, which he just takes his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> and Abbe gets upset, and then they like reconcile at the end, where I think it's Troy that saves the day, or it might be Abed. They do the the um, typical Star Wars line of "I I love you, I know." Yeah. I'm going to be so annoyed if Troy isn't back for the movie. Yeah, he all needs the, to be. All the while, the Dean has put on an ABBA playlist with self-help notes. Probably <laughs> um, and I think Shirley and uh, Chang spend the entire episode just trapped in a closet and then end up hooking up. Oh, yes. But, um, but no one remembers what happens in the episode. Because the army, the, the army come in and find out they've had the tainted meat, and like, like, oh, everyone forget what's happened. Well, um, yeah, it's just a really good episode. But as I said, they could we could have picked any. Um, there's, there's, but, there's a few like that. Um, like there's one where they do someone who, who's putting like quarters on people's butt cracks and stuff, hmm. and it's and it's all supposed to be like the Zodiac killer. Yeah, basically, it's sort of like the film Zodiac. <laughs> Yeah. So, and at the end it's like I know it was you but I can't prove it was you kind of thing yeah um, yeah community is great well I, I think we haven't picked many early 2010 no because I think we'd have a lot of a uh, lot of community uh, yeah um, shout out to TV shows doing great Halloween episodes yes yeah, I, I always went with um, also Spooky Fish in South Park uh, yeah I, I, for, I remember that the the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the holiday, the Halloween host. Oh, yeah, those were great as well. Yeah. I know they did it. They ended up doing it every year, which sort of... Diminishing returns. Yeah. 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 But the performance one's great. Yeah. Um, So we'll move on to... So this one's a staple. uh, Favourite Treehouse of Horror segment from The Simpsons. Treehouse of Horror for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was already ranked because I've, I've been I've been um, rewatching the Treehouse of Horrors this month because obviously Disney does that great thing of doing putting them all in an easy viewing category for you. Okay. But annoyingly, when one episode finishes, it goes back to the, it. Also plays the next episode in the series, not the next in the collection, which is yeah. a bit irritating. But you know, first world problem. Um, but what I've noticed is like the first. Well, there's quite, quite a few of the first ones, up to like maybe the first eight or nine, have like genuinely scary episodes or scary things happen. Do you know what I mean? Whereas towards, as it goes on, it starts coming more about silly or gory things happening for a joke. It, like, it kind of drops the horror, the horror element so much. Yeah. There might be some later segments that still run with it, but as a general trend... They become less genuinely scary and more funny, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. Which I kind of think is a shame because I really like I, I like the fact they tried to do genuinely scary, gory things early on, and unsettling. So, of those, what is your favourite, Hodge? I really like Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. I like that one as well. Yeah, that's a good one because yeah. it's it fits all the things I'm saying. It's like got some gen. It's, Got genuine um, scares. The way they kill off Martin is a horrifying thing to see. Yes. Like, you know, the, the, it starts off with Bart getting raked across the chest and waking up screaming. And like, he's, and again, it's like surprisingly graphic. You're not used to it in The Simpsons. Like, he's actually got like, there's 
a proper wound and he's bleeding, but not in a cartoony way. And then when you see Martin being strangled in his dream, I mean, it cuts to him in the class and he's all like jerky movements and letting out a massive scream. <laughs> and then it has that great bit afterwards where he, he's under a tarp. And Chris was going to go, oh, we, we, quick, get out of here. And then the tarp falls off. He goes, get out, get out. No, not into the kindergarten. And you just hear him screaming, coming from next door. And yeah, just all the general groundskeeper Woody transformations like do get quite. Yeah, I mean it's 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 weirdly it's weirdly faithful to like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's, it's the thing, though, like the earlier segments tell proper contained stories, whereas later on they kind of start to feel like jumping to like have enough times when jumping to events. You know what I mean, it's yeah. like when they start doing their parodies, it feels a bit more like skits, not so much connected in much later Treehouses. I, I do remember, for example, when they did a Transformers one, because Transformers was at, on at the cinema, and I do remember genuinely thinking, why is this in a Halloween episode? Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll just say that with that, my uh, my favourite segment is uh, actually from the very first... Um, uh, in fact, it might be the very first one, I'm not sure. Um, but from the very first uh, Treehouse of Horror, and it's Bad Dream House. Really effective. Like when you yeah. when you rewatch this one now, I'll let you talk about it. But I'll yeah, yeah. So, but Bad Dream House is the Simpsons have bought a haunted house. Pretty standard. But what's really good about it, I think, is uh, Harry Shearer's voice for the house. Um, where he's like, your your <laughs> your eyes will bleed, your intestines will writhe, your blood will boil. It's like really like. Horrible. Um, yeah, and when he's like, he's like, wake up, Bart. They're all against you, Bart. Like convincing them all to kill the like the others and stuff like that. It's yeah, genuinely, genuinely like a creepy one. And but then of course they you know break it up with the comedy, which is yeah. what it's there to do. Yeah, the um, yeah. change, they're all like purples and pinks. Like the walls are all like moving backwards and forth around them. And... Yeah. Like the house breathes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Though. Like it's also when you when you look at watch it older and you're like, and already now you're like, oh no shit, they've actually got them like a, they're they're taking knives to each other. Like it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Like when you when it's like Maggie's there with her axe, like going after them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's genuinely that like it's one of the ones that always sort of stuck with me as actually. This could be in another context. This could be genuinely frightening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then of course Bart goes, "We own you," and the yeah. house has to decide, <laughs> yeah. "Can I live with the Simpsons?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, th- yeah. there's a great bit. I, I do. I love the bit where Homer, where Homer's opens the basement and he realizes it's built on an Indian burial ground, and he calls up the agent. And he's like, you didn't tell me it was built on an area <laughs> into your burial ground. Uh-huh. Well, that's well, that's not my recollection. <laughs> so yeah. apparently he told me three or four times. <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> like, really just good, you know, good yeah. solid yeah. gags. And, yeah. and, and the, the final the final lines Lisa are oh, chose to destroy itself rather than live with us. You can't help but feel a little dejected. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's that's my favourite one. I've, I've been I've rewatched it. I've been quite surprised at what point 
some of the, some of the segments happen. I thought they were like earlier or later. Yeah. The, the dolphin one comes in an episode I didn't think it came in. And again, the dolphin one is not, well, I suppose, isn't particularly scary. It's more in line with the horror than... Yeah, it's like it's basically supposed to be like the birds, but it's the dolphins. Yeah, yeah, and it's got that whole um, like again, quite a graphic joke where it's got the um, it shoves one of them bounces a ball at Kent Brockwood to get him off screen, and the dolphins in the camera is it throwing this ball off screen, and each time it comes back, it's covered in more blood. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then and they I do want, the um, hey, Snarky talk. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the, uh, the one where they live in a pumpkin and it, they get thrown into the woods and they're like, yes. it's all a fairy tale stuff? But even that has like quite a dark joke where there's a bit where um, Bart and Lisa are in the Three Bears house and they come out and Bart quickly shoves the chair under the door to stop them coming after them. And then Lisa's like, oh, where was Goldilocks? And it cuts back to the house and Goldilocks walks out of the bedroom yawning and the bears chase her and she gets to the door and she can't open it because of the chair. And um, when it cuts to outside and they're screaming, it just blood seeps out from under the door. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's they've they've never shied away from like this is this is the horror episodes, there will be blood, basically. So uh what was your uh favorite uh what sorry, Treehouse of Horror segment, Kev? Uh probably not so much surprise, but mine's Citizen Kang. Oh, okay. It's not yep. so much a horror one, but it's my favourite because it's so funny. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, that is a yeah. Um, and it maybe not so much now, but it's so sort of perfectly skewered the American political system in the mid nineties. Just yeah. all, like absurd. We are exchanging yeah. long protein strings. If you know of a better way to do it, please tell us. <laughs> yeah. Abortions for all. Boo. Abortions for none. Boo. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. Yay! Yeah, yeah, it's it, that's a good one. Um, I particularly like, the, of course, the the best line comes at the very end. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> I voted for Kodos. Yeah, I would also argue one of the be- one of the best lines is just that whole exchange of the um, upwards, not downwards; forwards, not backwards; and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. This is literally like but it's, it's quite funny by the way he's prancing around with his arms. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's... that's what would happen these days if you asked an AI to make an AI speech for you. <laughs> and to be honest, it'd be better. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's slick willy for you. Always with the one-liners. <laughs> and um, I believe I'll vote for a third-party candidate. Go ahead, waste your vote. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it's, that's pretty brilliant. So we're moving on now to scariest game. The scariest game that you've played. Want to go first, Matt? I will go first because we've already mentioned it. The scariest game I've played is Five Nights at Freddy's, the first one. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where it kind of gets a bad rap because people say it's just jump scares. Well... Jump scares only work if you create an effective atmosphere around them, and this game does. Um, The first Five Nights at Freddy's game is, particularly when you consider that at the time it wasn't a huge franchise, you hadn't had fucking loads of them, um, was basically just watching on a monitor as these very creepy animatronics got closer and closer to your room, 
and sometimes they could get in your room without you having seen them and you would just yeah. hear them breathing and you go oh am i safe and it would let you think you were and then you weren't and then you got the jump scare so it's again it's one of these things where you know diminishing returns because of sequels and all this kind of jazz but actually i would say i think they're still very frightening um in terms of like the atmosphere that they build at least that those first three or three or four games are um you can like beat them in about an hour they're only they're only like a few hours long each um, they were mobile games weren't they first of all well they were pc games to start with and then oh, they got oh, yeah, yeah, and then they got ported to mobile. Um, again, I, I, I kind of the now. I think they're on a lot of consoles. I'm not sure they're on. I know they're on PlayStation. I don't. They're, know they've they're been on. on a few showcases, haven't they? Yeah. New one. Yeah, their, their big one was um, security breaches. Always been on the showcases. Yeah, yeah. Security breaches is is funny because it is not a horror game. Um, it is. It's very. I mean, I I haven't played them all. I'm aware of them all, but the, the the ones I've played are the first two or three, and I, I actually can't get through them because I am too frightened of being jump scared by an animatronic, um, because yeah. of the environment that it creates. And I think that's, you know, whatever you want to say about it. Apart from that, um, you could say things like, oh yeah, but Silent Hill Two, like Silent Hill Two, is frightening, um, and it's it's fear working at a different level. But if you want to talk about a game, I actually can't get through because it makes me uncomfortable it's five nights at freddy's and i'm not ashamed yeah. to admit that i'm a little bit ashamed to admit that i'm quite ashamed to admit that we should we, can we cut this <laughs> headline matthew scared of five nights at freddy's yeah what about you kev uh i went with dead space uh, i also went with dead space okay yeah well, i said it first you'll have to think of something else <laughs> you can't both be scared by the same thing um <laughs> Yeah, I could probably think of something else. But um, yeah, I mean, we can both, I think it's good to both have dead space. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can go first, though, Yeah. Everything in dead space is out to get you unrelentingly. Um, and the sort of the, the zero G nature of it all also means that you are being bombarded all the time, well, not all the time, but by things that are on the roof. You can't walk down a corridor without something maybe popping out. It has the appropriate level of ammo at all times to make you feel that you're in trouble, but you might survive. And you do, mm -hmm. if you're good enough, you do generally survive, but it's always just by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. Um, until there's, there's one bit at the end, which gets a bit, there's a, probably a few too many monsters, but that's right at the end. Um, the atmosphere is just fantastic, claustrophobic, scary, you know, where one bit isn't there where you walk I, I, so, so some context I played this um, usually through the night while I was working security in a little office on my own in a warehouse mm. um, that I sounds not, like a mistake I did not like doing my patrols after I was playing this <laughs> and um, there's a certain bit quite early on I think where you walk into a room and all the hydroponics go off it just goes really quickly and that made me yeah. fucking jump yeah. yeah it's not it's not always like just throwing monsters at you it is lots of different things the environment different techniques and yeah um there's also the thing that maybe what you're seeing isn't always real yeah yeah you are being haunted by visions of your uh dead girlfriend um who is sort of pointing you towards this obelisk 
But I, I think those elements, I think they elevate yeah. Dead Space beyond just being, oh, it's like aliens. I think they yeah. make it, they add that little bit of extra. It's mm. got a little bit of something like Cthulhu or something in there as well. That little bit of, of things beyond human understanding, yeah. Yeah. which makes it, yeah. Also, I found Dead Space like almost physically exhausting because you're so on edge the whole fucking time. It's quite draining. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like one of the, because I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to the remake. How I've seen like side by side shots because my my memory of Dead Space is more kind to it than what actually. But I mean, it still looks good. But yeah, when you first do the screenshots of the remake, oh, it wasn't that much better. And when you see it side by side, you're like, oh no, it's quite a lot better. But um, one of one of the things it was apparently added is like a a thing to stop things not happening for too long. So like you know there might be like environmental things that happen where normally it wouldn't have happened, and enemies will be able to reappear in areas you've wiped out. And then where I was like, I'm not sure I like the sound of that to be honest. I quite like to be able to go to areas I knew were safe. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm down for this new plan of yours. Why? Yeah, the, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I mean. The only... But it makes sense because why wouldn't they be in the areas you wiped out? They can they go through everywhere. The, the yeah. only caveat to that is you could do it in a way like I, I think the Resident Evil One remake did it really well in that you would go through an area, kill kill all the zombies in the area. If you didn't burn the bodies, they would come back as, for want of a better word, super zombies. Yeah, the crimson, like, heads, crimson yeah. heads. But they would come back as tougher to kill zombies. So. You could, yeah, if you didn't realise this would happen, you would go through the first bit. It's like, oh, this, the, the mansion's pretty clear now. It's all fine. Um, nope. You are fighting something that is is harder. So wait, when you realise that, you do have to go around and burn as many bodies as you can. So if they did something along those lines where you there's another mechanic in that you've got limited resources to, but you can use it in certain areas, you can maybe like, no, I'll have this area as a clear area and I'll have I'll take the pain somewhere else. Maybe. Yeah. Talk about Dead Space, like talking about those fucking babies. Oh, the... oh that's Dead Space. Oh, no, was it Dead Space 2? No, you mean the I ones that crawl on, crawl on the wall and shoot at you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they are bastards. Yeah, they are the worst. They're the most deadly enemy in the game. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get, if you could get the line rack to get all three of the stalks in one, you're like, yes. Yes. I think that's the other thing I really like about Dead Space is that you you can make it easier on yourself by good shooting. Yeah, yeah. It's never it's it's very well done in that you generally just have enough, but you can make life a lot easier on yourself. Yeah, one of the things which um, did get a scare out of the original Dead Space was something which was not even the game's fault. I don't know if this happened to you as well, Kev. But Matt, did you watch the? animated prequel movie dead space downfall uh yes i did yeah yeah and it lies to you uh yeah i think i think it was finished before the game the script for the game had fully been finished as well yeah, yeah there's a whole bit where um the the necromorphs can't go near the marker so yes. at the end of the game i ran up to the marker for safety <laughs> and just got absolutely wiped out because you can't do that yeah, um, I'm. I, I've got to say, I am looking forward to the Callisto Protocol a little bit more than the Dead Space remake. I've got to confess, because it's something unknown, isn't it? Which is 
Yeah, yeah. Well, also, it like for me that feels like the true Dead Space three, if you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, but and also it's cheaper for one thing, and also it's out sooner, so there's no reason not to play both. If they were both out at the same time, then maybe there'd be an element of choose. Dead Space not out for a few months, uh, yeah. but yeah, Callisto Protocol uh, out soon. Uh, we're oh, sponsored, by the way. We're not sponsored. Um, I will. <laughs> We'd have to a... have listeners to know anyone wants to sponsor us. I will give a shout out to Evil Within as a very scary game. Um, if we want a third one, mm-hmm. um, that was by the person who created uh, the first set of Resident Evil games. He was two. He's definitely two and four, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's another one where you go into areas and you're not quite sure what's real and what's not, and it doesn't sort of make any linear sense. But you're just getting through areas and there's lots of scary things and the enemies that were basically like a big butcher with a safe face yeah were horrible and again it was that haven't quite got enough ammo to beat these have just enough but it's going to be hard <laughs> and if I've, do, I've never completed evil within oh i did give it another go yeah the sequels i think the, the sequel changed the gameplay a bit in making it sort of more open world um mm. Don't 100% know it worked. It's a bit of a hodgepodge, but it's definitely of like a freaky game. Yeah. Um, and you're never quite sure. Like the, the levels, you will go from like a sanitarium suddenly to a field with a barn in like quite quickly and yeah, back to a city. And yeah, it's a bit mad. Everything feels off kilter at all points. So yeah, it's yeah, what I enjoyed, I really liked. So I should probably go back and there's yeah, so many horror games I've got to go back to. Yeah. Except Five Nights at Freddy's, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, yeah, uh, I'll fully admit. Um, okay, that pretty much comes. So there was what? Sorry, there was one more one, one more one, which is uh, you may have one for this, you may not, but I decided to throw it in there. Does anyone else have a favorite horror book or a book they like to read this time of year? Anything like that? Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I, when you initially said this, the thought that came to my head was 1984, just because of how like potentially yeah. real it is. Like, it's yeah. not a uh, thing. It's more like a scary vision of the future that, at some points, feels more more real every I, day. I was going to say, I quite at this point, I think I'd take the 1984 version of the future because at least that government seemed to know what they're fucking doing. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't there's, know. There's a lot to be said for an for an, for a well ordered nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours, Matt? Um, so I put Salem's Lot, which is the only genuinely frightening book about vampires that exists. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Salem's Lot by Stephen King. Well worth a read. Um, a read as opposed to like watch the movie or anything because again, they ruin the ending of the book. Um, but yeah, that will pretty much do us, I think, for this episode. Um, thank you for joining us on this dark and stormy Halloween night. Um, it just really remains for me to wish you all uh, a really good uh, spooky season. Um, get them uh, pumpkins carved, uh, get them treats tricked, uh, all that kind of jazz. Um, Kev, it's been lovely to see you. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Hodge.
It's been lovely to see you too. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us, please just spread the word and get in touch via Twitter at late underscore pod or email us at too late update at gmail.com. If you'd really like to contribute, you can just buy us a coffee via buymeacoffee.com slash too late update. Thanks very much for listening. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.